brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. The Vatican is a place that has become synonymous with lies and deception. We are told all too often that Francis has done more to combat the uh, Ted McCarrick problem in the church than anyone else. McCarrick's name has become synonymous with the problem that rocked the church in 2003, where priests were exposed as being men who had James Martin inclinations and tastes that ran towards the, um, shall we say, inappropriate and illegal, especially in terms of age. What was worse was that it was revealed that bishops, including popes, knew about the problem for decades and basically did nothing. They quietly swept the problem under the rug. We're told today that Francis is taking the problem more seriously than his predecessors had, as are the modernist prelates in places like Germany and elsewhere, who call for fundamental reforms to change the disciplines regarding priests being able to marry and the like, because in the minds of modernists, holy matrimony would solve this problem. Anyone who thinks that isn't familiar with stone-cold statistics on the problem in the broader culture, but still, the lie persists, that Francis is combating the problem. But that was exposed as a lie, as an absolute falsehood, by his handling of Ted McCarrick himself. His own track record of promoting wicked men to the Roman Curia, who either tried to hide these problems in their own dioceses, or were themselves suspected of being men like Ted McCarrick. And now we have the latest chapter of the story. This is an unholy saga, and it just continues. It never ends. And here it is. Do you remember the case of Father Marco Rupnik? He's the Jesuit priest who was responsible for abominable artwork for the Vatican, like this one here, with its eerie melding of human heads into one, soulless eyes, and other misappropriation of holy imagery. This artwork is generally unsettling, and honestly reminds me of H.R. Geiger. It's kind of the equivalent of the work of H.R. Geiger or some similar secular artist. It's the closest comparison that I can really make. Father Rupnik is the notorious priest who had a taste for women religious, none specifically, and he liked to use his influence in the church and his charisma to essentially coerce them into violating their own vows and then to, to, to just misappropriate the sacraments to sweep it all away. When the story broke in the international Catholic media, scandal ensued, and as we were told at the time, Father Rupnik was excommunicated, but the excommunication was lifted and his ability to be a priest was restored with limited faculties. The Vatican even later said that they would keep using his artwork for official church functions. Much of that turned out to be a lie, too. Or at the best, it was a mixture of lies and truth. The Vicariate of the Diocese of Rome issued a statement about a recent investigation into the whole Rupnik affair. The statement goes to a great length to make sure to not mention Rupnik by name, or at least for much of the statement. An investigation was carried out to determine if the Rupnik mess was handled correctly, and it was done in a way designed to wash Francis's hands of the whole thing. And the statement caused scandal to erupt due to it making it obvious that the Vatican is, in fact, not taking seriously these issues in the church. From the Pillar Report on this, quote, The Vicariate of the Diocese of Rome, the chancery which handles the day-to-day -day governance of the Pope's diocese, issued a statement Monday morning describing the conclusions of a visitation to the Centro Aledi, a center of art, theology, and culture at which Rupnik lived and served as director. The Vicariate said the formal visitation of the center, which is located in the Diocese of Rome and was granted canonical legal status by the diocese in 2019, 
was ordered in January by Papal Vicar Cardinal Angelo de Donatus, but the purpose, wrapped in ecclesiastically ambiguous rhetoric, was not clear. The visitation was to examine, quote, the associative dynamics and the real consistency of the questions raised by some unspecified instances. That visitation, carried out by Monsignor Giacomo Inchidi, an expert consultor at the Church's Supreme Canonical Court and Professor of Canon Law at the Pontifical Urban University in Rome, concluded, quote, that within the central Aledi there is a healthy community life without any particular critical issues. The visitor was able to ascertain that the members of the central Aledi, although saddened by the accusations received and the ways in which they were handled, chose to maintain silence, despite the vehemence of the media, to guard their hearts and not claim any irreproachability with which to stand as judges of others. The report's praise of the center's members for, quote, maintaining silence about the scores of accusations that Rupnik spiritually and um, physically did bad things, including through overtly sacrilegious activities of the flesh, has provoked outrage among victims' advocates, who have long accused the diocese and the center of attempting to minimize Rupnik's activities. If the center could for years be led by a person who does this a lot, many critics have said, how is it possible to conclude there are no, quote, particular issues with the community. If no one said anything about those allegations, how could the place be healthy? And quote. Wow. This, folks, is less about the health and stability of the community in question. This is much more a question deeply tied into the basic question of why the Vatican, meaning Francis, isn't actually taking this issue seriously. Rupnik should have been excommunicated and confined to a Vatican or Italian jail somewhere. But instead, nothing was done. And it turns out that the excommunication of Rupnik was a farce. It wasn't even real. It never actually went into effect. We get that report from the Pillar article as well. A brace for this one. The excommunication wasn't real and was just instead something the Jesuits would dance around and try to avoid answering questions about until the story would go away. That seems to be the hope of everyone involved from the Jesuit order to Francis and the rest. Quote, Since his expulsion from the order, among other things, refusing to move to a location directed by the society, sources in Rome have confirmed to the pillar that Rupnik remains in Rome and a frequent fixture at the Central Aledi, which remains a showcase for his art. Rupnik has been cited dining in the center's cafeteria, and the pillar has been told remains a welcome member of the center's community, despite his public disgrace and ecclesiastical sanction. For many church watchers, this is a continuation of a pattern in which Rupnik is formally punished by church authorities, but appears to remain prominently and publicly welcome in senior church circles, and especially at the center he led for many years. This situation was not addressed in the vicariate statement on Monday, which instead appeared to question the DDF, that's the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, that is the where Fernandez is now running, that organization's decision in the sole criminal case it did accept against Rupnik. Based on the copious documentary material studied, the visitor was able to find and therefore reported seriously anomalous procedures whose examination also generated well-founded doubts about the request for the ex excommunication itself, the statement said. The case against Rupnik was, almost everyone would agree, presented in a chaotic and often contradictory way as it unfolded in the press, with the Society of Jesus issuing 
successive statements in which superiors appeared to grudgingly acknowledge and address new details and historic allegations only after they were reported, and often appeared to contradict their own previous accounts of what was known and when. End quote. Some of that may sound dense or confusing, but what the Vicariate press release was saying is that there is doubt that a request was ever made for the excommunication of Father Repnik in the first place. Think about that for a second. A celebrity priest, because that's what we're talking about here, who, who was feted in the art community of Rome has a proven track record of going after nuns. Not only of violating his oaths, but of having a particular taste for women religious, and being, shall we say, rather forceful with them. He didn't really care if they were interested in participating in illicit activities with them. Getting their permission wasn't something he was all that concerned with. He even violated church law by being complicit in sins of the flesh with these nuns and then using his power as a priest to absolve them of sins he coerced them into committing in the first place and against their will. That is a massive canonical crime that incurs excommunication if proven to be true, and it has apparently been proven to be true. The Jesuits expelled him from the order because he wouldn't submit to their directive, telling him to live in a specific Jesuit property where he could be monitored, which isn't anywhere near a, personally, in my mind, near a harsh enough sentence for something like that, but it is better than what Rome did, which appears to be absolutely nothing. Not only did they do nothing, they weren't all that interested in maintaining the illusion that something was done because they kept using his infernal artwork in their various official Vatican programs, and even said that there was nothing in what he did in the past that would require the church to stop using his art moving forward. The consequences of this are just beginning to unfold for everybody involved, though. Italian media is now accusing Vatican investigators of trying to cover for Francis, as they are rightfully implying that Francis could have excommunicated Father Repnik himself without need for further investigation. After all, the Jesuit investigation did make clear that Father Repnik was guilty of the things he had been accused of, and the DDF investigation probably found the same thing. And that by itself should have been enough for Francis to punish Father Rupnik by removing him from the priesthood and maybe excommunicating him entirely. But instead, nothing really happened, and even the reality of whether or not an excommunication was even requested is in doubt. Why didn't Francis act? That is a very, very good question. I'd hope that Francis would address this either directly himself or through a statement issued by one of his close allies in the Roman Curia, but if the ongoing silence about the dubia is any indication, Francis will be unlikely to respond. So the scandal will continue, and will continue for the foreseeable future. And it will continue to appear that Francis has a penchant for protecting men like Rupnik and Ted McCarrick. By the way, did you hear that Ted McCarrick has been deemed mentally unfit to stand trial by an American judge? Pretty convenient, given McCarrick's ties to the U.S. power structure. But entirely predictable as well, and unfortunately, it's just where we live now. It's been all been made plausible by his advanced age. But I'm curious what you think about the Rupnik story. Are you surprised that Father Rupnik is basically getting away with his evil deeds and is facing no real consequences for it? At least, not in this life, though he will stand before Christ to give a full accounting of what he has done, like we all will do in our own personal end. But are you surprised by the handling of this by the Vatican? I'm not. <laughs> this is, fortunately, none of this surprised me. But I'm curious what you think about this, so let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.